Welcome to another special edition of the Fairweather Podcast. This interview is with defender Grant Stoneman. First of all, thank you for taking your time uh, to come in and chat with us. Um, I got nothing else to do. (laughs) So uh, first off, we're going to send you back uh, a little bit longer for us, but not as long for you, uh, is your high school career, uh, Wheaton Academy. Uh, It looks like you were kind of an offensive powerhouse. Um, Yeah, no, I used to to play up up the field, but things kind of changed. Once I got into college, I moved to center back, but um, yeah, high school academy is fun. I played for an academy team out of Chicago called Chicago Magic, and um, I only did that my last, my senior year, so I didn't play high school that year. But yeah, that academy year, we did really well. And from there, I went to Wisconsin, and that's where I started playing center back, and things kind of changed from there. So, And how was that transition? Was that like a mutual decision? Was that like a, let's, we're looking at it the was talent? Kind of, um, when I was being recruited to Wisconsin, they kind of told me that when I went to the Magic, they wanted to see me at center back. So that's where I started playing center back. And from there, once I transitioned from center back and academy, that's when I went to play more defensive role at Wisconsin. And then from Wisconsin to Loyola, same deal. So um, that all transition was easy. It was, it's a lot harder than people might think, but uh, it's definitely a different, uh, it's definitely different than uh, attacking up the field. So, but it's definitely something that I enjoy doing a lot more than I thought I would. So, it's something I really, really look forward to every day. Nice. And um, you transitioned further back when you went to Loyola. Or you do that. You said Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin. When yeah. did you When did you realize that you were like this was actually something? Um, was it like a specific game? Was it something in training where you're like, hey, I can actually do a job back here and. Um, it was more just my coach, the coach at Wisconsin. He just told me that I was going to be playing center back or <laughs> more defensive role. So it was kind of, I had to learn how to do it. So, and nothing against him, nothing like that. And, um, I think I have kind of grown into it a lot and I kind of, I enjoy, I miss being up the field and maybe not having to defend as much, but no, it's, uh, it's definitely fun. And did that give you any like insight into what attacking players are going to do? Uh, playing? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, especially with, the players we have on our team and throughout my uh, college career it definitely helped a little bit, but it definitely took me some while. Like my first year at Madison, we weren't really good and I played a lot. So that was nice. But at the same time, um, my defending wasn't as good. And the coach there definitely helped me a lot to transition more to a defensive role. And that's kind of where I got a lot better at it. And then as far as your transitioning into professional, your professional career, what was that transition like going from um, Loyola to Lansing? Was it Lansing United? Was your yeah, first, yeah, Lansing United first summer, and then I played PDL for the Bucks, and then another team in Chicago that we had a lot, a lot of success doing. Um, no, I mean, I didn't really know that I was kind of like going to be able to play professional soccer, not until like sophomore year at Loyola, where I kind of had a, a good amount of accolades there, and I kind of realized it was kind of something I liked doing or love doing I mean, i've always loved playing but the next the next step's obviously a big step so um i've had a lot of support in chicago with coaches uh, mentors off the field that have kind of just pushed me um to where i am i'm at now and um nate's had a lot of uh kind of backing as well being uh from lansing united and lansing knight so 
I owe a lot to the uh, people that have kind of like pushed me along the way. And you, you mentioned uh, Nate. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anyone else uh, from that time period that really kind of helped get you over that hump? And what, yeah. what kind of stuff did um, they do honestly, for you? Every coach from my freshman year till now, I mean, Neil Jones at Loyola, John Trask at Wisconsin. Um, over the summer, Steve Bodie, obviously Nate, and um, just some guys off the field uh, through the fire. And it's just, it's been a fun transition. It's been great ever since up until now, but everything's everything's going all right. I'm healthy, so can't complain. And then uh, you made your way to Lansing Ignite. Uh, you were player of the week for the third week after a pretty nifty goal and some pretty yeah. good defense. What did that game mean to you to get kind of that accolade at that next level? Yeah, no, that was good. Um, just we talked, so I got drafted by the fire, and then they kind of sent me on loan to, not on loan, but sent me down to Lansing Ignite, which was nice because I had Nate, and I've had a relationship with Nate for a while. Um, yeah, and he just kind of told me, going into Lansing to ignite um kind of just hone on my skills and develop as much as I can as a center back do the little things right and we kind of had some injuries so I had to move over to the left side but that just developed my left foot a little bit more and getting that award kind of was nice because we had a young team and we weren't really playing too well at the beginning and we gradually started to pick up momentum we started playing really well at the end of the year and um yeah the accolade was nice but I I'm more of a team first guy so that doesn't really matter as much to me, but it obviously it was really nice to get it. And looking at the highlight of that goal, it looked like one of your teammates actually tried to stop the goal from happening. Yeah. Uh, did you yeah, have to... he, Alex Bruce, he always loves trying to get a, a Nick on goal. He's a forward, so he's always going to try to steal a goal here or there, but I don't think he, I don't think um, anyone's going to hit that one in. But No, that looked like almost like a striker's touch there, putting yeah, in that top no, show. I mean, it brought me back to my old days, so it was nice. <laughs> Uh, any any uh, stories, any highlights for you from that Lansing Ignite um, season? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a crazy season, especially at the end. But, um, no, I mean, the guys there, we had a young team and a lot of hungry guys trying to go to that next level. And we had a bunch of guys, Rafa, Nick, um, I don't I might forget anyone else, Kyle Ines at Oklahoma, was it Oklahoma Energy or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of guys move on, young guys, so – that team was just, we were just developing the whole year and props to Nate for getting us to where we are now. But no, I mean, the highlight of winning our first game at home, um, making the playoffs, getting the second seed. So getting the home game was obviously huge. Um, no, that locker room was just really fun and the guys were amazing the whole year. And then your transition from there to San Diego, what was that recruiting yeah. process like? What was that like for you? I know there was some questions about, I know Nate talked about it, about mm-hmm. not knowing where he'd end up after everything went yeah. down with Lansing. What was that like for you? Well, this offseason was a little tough. I had a little injury from Lansing. I had to get cleaned up. Um, so that whole, from I would say November, December, January, I was kind of just rehabbing, get my muscles back. Um, so obviously I got reached, I was reached out to from other teams from USL one and championship. And I was kind of just, letting them know that I hadn't made any certain decisions yet. And I kind of waited till probably the last few weeks to figure it out. But I got a call from Nate and he told me he was probably going to get a job over here at San Diego with Landon. And that was obviously something that popped in my mind that I wanted to do. So I kind of just waited on some things and obviously everything came together at the right time. And now I'm here with a coach that obviously I really respect and I look up to. So it's been great ever since. 
How was it? Uh, how hard was a decision was it to move away? I know you've, your career's been kind of in that same couple yeah. states. What was the? Was it difficult to make that decision uh, to come out to San Diego? Or was like the comfort of knowing uh, Nate would be out here kind of help? Yeah, having him out here, having Toomey out here. Obviously, I've known him for a while. Um, it was nice. I've always had my family around, so it's rather it's like a four or five hour drive. Um, but yeah, coming out here, it's. Obviously, it's tough, but it's something I look forward to. It's a new new chapter to my life. So um, the guys have been great. I've had some guys on the team take me under the wing, some older guys like Carlos. Um, yeah, it's been an easy transition. It's been a little tough just not having anyone around that I've known for a little bit. So obviously, again, um, getting out is obviously harder now, but everything up leading up to it's been really nice. That was a pretty nice little transitional phrase there. Any yeah. uh, any hope and any uh, career move later in your career, maybe getting uh, behind a mic or behind a camera doing some media you know, work? I'm not too good at this in front of uh, a large group of people. So doing this in front of you, you two has been nice. I mean, it's a good transition. Uh, and then what have you been doing like since everything's kind of been shut down? Like, yeah. Are there playlists, um, video games, training regiments, eating yeah. your body weight in Oreos? Yeah, no, quarantine snacks have kind of been on a, can't do that too much, but obviously they shut down the parks last week. So that's, we were, I would go with like one or two guys, obviously keep it low, not a lot of people around to keep our space, but we just pass and do some running just by ourselves to stay fit. But then once they close the parks down, that's obviously been a little bit more tough. I've been able to like run around neighborhoods, but again, just making do what we have. And we've got sent a lot of, um, workouts from Olympus and Anne Marie and Britt and all of them have sent us a lot of stuff to do either rather it's in our room or, um, outside just doing getting touches running. So they've been really helpful, but it's just a weird time. And the best thing to do is just keep going. Can't really think about it. Just focus on yourself and how you're going to be able to come back once the season gets going again. Any other, any non-soccer hobbies that have kept your, Kept your sanity you know, a little I'm bit. I'm trying to figure that out. I want to find something that I like. So far, I can't find too much. I'm trying to learn Spanish because obviously we have a lot of Spanish-speaking uh, players on the team. So uh, me and Yair have gotten a little close, and that's been obviously nice. We're teaching each other um, the language, so that's been good. But, I mean, I've stuck to FIFA, stuck to the new Call of Duty out, so that's that's obviously been fun. But I need to find something, a better hobby. What What team do you use in FIFA? You know, I'm a big Arsenal supporter, but I don't use them in FIFA because they're they're pretty they're pretty bad, and I'm waiting. Being an Arsenal supporter and being a Lions uh, fan are probably the two hardest uh, teams to support anywhere. So I'm kind of used to being disappointed. So, well, Mar- Marissa would Marissa would appreciate that. She's a she's a gooner. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. No, unfortunately, it's, she can't fangirl out with you right now. That's all right. I mean, there's not much to fangirl about for Arsenal. <laughs> I'm listening in though. So. <laughs> there we go. See my Ozil scarf right here. Awesome. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, uh, any dirt on Toomey? We're gonna have him on on Wednesday. Any, okay. any stories about him? Toomey, Toomey, Toomey. Um, make sure you tell him to eat a lot more. He doesn't eat too much right now, so <laughs> that that'll be all right. But um, no, he's obviously a really good guy. Um. And it's been nice having him here as a roommate. So they put they put you into that. They put you two guys together. Yeah, I was, um, just having that relationship. I think they 
wanted us to be together and it was an easy obviously all the guys here are amazing but having too many has been really helpful and then after i mean everyone kind of in usl knows that a lot of people have aspirations outside of the league like what are, what are you hoping to accomplish in, in the next couple of years yeah um i just really want to push myself as far as possible rather no matter what it is within the game and i know a lot of guys have stuff off the field that they've got into and kind of just having older guys tell me what they do and kind of um teach me the ropes with um keeping uh things together off the field and i haven't really pieced anything together yet but i got a little bit of time especially now i could maybe figure some things out um just with everything going on i wonder if we can start doing some stuff within the team and maybe try to get videos out to uh supporters and things like that but we'll see thanks um what was the transition like coming from league one to championship? Mm-hmm. Is there like a huge gap between what you're used to and this level or is um, it an easy transition? It's at the beginning, having Nate here and through preseason, he, the, all the drills were kind of the same as we had last year because we're same, playing the same formation, the same style. So for me and to me, it was really comfortable. And obviously for other guys, it might not be as comfortable, but yeah, the transition, just everyone here is just, super focused every day and my favorite part about soccer is being able to go train that's probably my games are fun but going out every day to train with the guys is amazing and um just everyone is just super i don't know if i want to say technical more technical or more more focused but everything is just ramped up i'd say a lot of i'd say league one is obviously a a really good league but just everyone here is just super focused every day there's no off days really and every single day you kind of get better. Nice. Chris, you got anything for me? I got something for you for sure. Let's take you a little bit. Let's take you a little, little back. Okay. To when you were a little younger. Um, uh, tell me about like a favorite childhood memory of yours. Um, childhood memory. Um, let's see. So there's a, I played for a, a local club growing up called Camp United and we had a team that kind of stuck together for a while. You know how people will usually go off to academy or better team. We kind of had a core group of guys from locally from where I lived in St. Charles, which is about an hour and a half outside Chicago. And we, we played together from years like eight till about 17, 16, 17. And that whole experience was awesome. And I think we always have look back at videos and little and game footage together. I mean, I still keep in contact with them, even though we kind of went our different ways and that whole uh, team and experience was amazing. What, what would you say was awesome about that team? Uh, most part? Yeah. I mean, we just had guys just that you, we all lived around. So it was just, we were all really good friends. And obviously when you have a close culture and close guys on a team, you tend to play better. So I thought we were, we were a good team and, we all progressed really well. We had guys go off to a lot of schools to play after uh, the club year and off in college. So, I mean, just, I still keep in contact with them. And I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways is just keeping those relationships that you have at a younger age and just seeing how they develop. I know when I was younger, I mean, you know, it's natural as, as youth to like kind of emulate, uh, you know, athletes on any professional level or mm-hmm. semi-pro level. Yeah. Uh, were, there, were there any athletes that you kind of aspire to or that you guys all kind of 
somewhat like you know emulated as you were you were playing academy yeah i mean growing up because i played higher up the field i kind of and i was an arsenal fan and i was starting to develop to be one i thought Henri was amazing and that was kind of the guy i looked up to and i like trying to finish the way like the way he did was something i kind of i remember doing when i was younger so that was obviously amazing and um yeah uh, right now though obviously the big center backs right now like van dyke and um those guys who are really good on the ball but they love to defend and i love to defend so those are some guys that i i look up to so so i'm curious i mean like you know obviously you've been a pro soccer player now and of course these guys have been playing for a minute and obviously guys that are like would probably be in your top five uh, what would be something you would ask another soccer player especially those those guys in, in like your your top five if you will mm-hmm. something i would ask um I would love to know what they do kind of like off the field, but within the training rooms, you know, like the weight rooms, obviously we have such a great staff, but just those little things of what they do on a day-to-day basis to keep their bodies at such a high level. Um, One interesting documentary I watched on Amazon prime about the Brazilian national team was really good. And just seeing what those guys do. I know it was a small camp for the Copa America, but just the things that they kind of do off the field with their coaches and just how focused they are is, something that I kind of want to look more into. And although I'm getting older, it's something I think I could obviously implement every single day. Okay. Tell me about a time where you felt uh, very alive. Um, There was a stretch, I think last year, or there was also when we, uh, when I was at Loyola, we made the NCAA tournament for the, and like had a really good record my uh, sophomore year. And that whole season, it was kind of one of those teams where you go out and no matter who you're playing, you know you're just going to win. It was just we just had a really good group of guys, and I, that was a time I felt like that was probably one of the most fun times I had playing because winning is, is fun. But last year we had a stretch of games where we didn't get good results, and I kind of like found, a lot about my, found out a lot about myself um, just how to deal with guys and how each guy doesn't um, respond the same or might not respond to the what you're saying. So you have to change what you're saying to them to get the most out of that person. That's something that I've tried to hone in on and kind of um, figure out how to lead kind of by what I say and how I say it. Yeah, I, uh, I watched a good amount of forward Madison matches last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and so, and also kind of keeping an eye on Lansing, you know, in the beginning, it was like, there was a, there was a point when Lansing wasn't really winning, but then yeah. all of a sudden there was, you guys were winning the key matches. And then it was like, you know, I remember there was some banter out there about Lansing's uh, younger team and yeah. just like, just tearing it up. And, uh, you know, so definitely, uh, you know, and seeing that I do agree with like, what, what you're talking about. I mean, Lansing did come back. You guys won some key games like towards yeah. the end too. Um, let me ask you, uh, what's what's a favorite way to waste some time? Because, I mean, obviously right now, you know, you're trying to optimize this time, but there's got to be moments where you're like, all right, dude, like I just need to, you know. You know, um, being out here, I would just go to the pool and tan, but they closed the pool down here. So <laughs> I can't really do that. Um <laughs> But in my inside, I, I again, I've just been trying to learn Spanish so I can like communicate with some of the guys on our team. 
um, because Yair plays wing back and I have to be able to talk to him and what I want him to do. So that, that was something I tried to, I'm trying to do so I can, we can both benefit. But um, I mean, to waste time, I don't have much. You might have to do the bottle game, man, or uh, yeah. get a ping pong ball and a red I cup and just kind of make trick shots. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I've been bringing out bringing my PS4 out here has been nice. I mean, that's kind of been my savior. So, I, I've I've watched a lot of soccer these last two weeks, and I'm not complaining. But that's probably the number one thing I've I've done. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, all right, so if if you got to survive on 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 your own cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what things are you making? I cook a lot, especially within these last two these last two weeks, and then last year. Um, no, I think I could make a good a good like oven baked uh, chicken with some like spinach and some uh, some veggies, but nothing nothing crazy, just a little salt and pepper on it. Nothing. I don't go all out and make like a chicken parm or something like that. Super basic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um... Are you an animal person? I am big dog guy, obviously, and I would love to have a dog here. But we travel a lot. I guess not now, but I would love just. I've I've grown up with Yellow Labs, so I would love to get a dog here. Right on. And uh, you know, I have a friend that lives that that's from Illinois. So, mm-hmm. and, and I, like, I have to know. So, are you a Cubbies or Cardinals fan? You know, I'm neither. So I grew up, or my dad grew up outside of Lansing, Michigan. So my whole family was out there when I was playing in Lansing, which was obviously super nice. But I'm a big Tigers, Lions, Red Wings, big Michigan fan. So okay. I don't I don't like the whole Cubs parade that happened a few years ago. We were out Loyola and a lot of the guys wanted to go down to the parade. And I just I didn't really care because I didn't care about the team, if that makes any sense. You know, yeah. once you have your team, you don't really care about the other ones. <laughs> right. For sure. Right on. <laughs> Um, I think I have one. you got yeah. one. Go for it. Speaking of tigers, have you watched Tiger King? Yeah, I haven't watched that. I heard, I heard, I gotta hop on that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, do hop on that. <laughs> you may enjoy, you may enjoy it. I don't know if you'll like okay. that. Okay, uh, I'll put that on the list definitely. Okay, awesome. I was so angry the first couple episodes. I was like, <laughs> I don't know why people like this, and then it ended up all right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I recommend it. <laughs> Who's got who's got the best musical taste on the team? You know, Eric Avila is usually on Ox a lot. Um, but I know Austin Austin does really well for a pregame uh a pregame uh playlist. So those two guys are kind of kind of the guys. Who's got the worst? <laughs> you know? Who I don't know, maybe I don't know. I haven't heard anything bad yet, you know. It's all been good. Who's got the fashionable drip? Fashionable, Mendy, Raul, he's up there. Q's up there. Uh, Joe obviously turned out for the first game day. Um, and Bev, Beverly. Once in a while, Beverly will pull something out. So uh, social media, are you big in social media? No, and I'm, I'm not really, but... People are always telling me I gotta I gotta post more. I gotta uh, obviously I'll, I'll like a retweet something that we that we put out, but I'm not putting something out every day like some people do. It's just not me, and I'm not gonna like fake something like that. So 
Man, you got to teach us Spanish on your Twitter. So if you just learn one thing today and yeah, put that out, you'd be sad. There we go. I'll be, I, I could tweet every day with that. Yeah, see, that's real. There we go. Eh, that's true. That's true. Learn Spanish. Uh, learn Spanish with uh, with Maestro Grant. That's there we right. go. There we that's go. That's right. right. <laughs> uh, anything you want to put out there or say to the, the, the supporters of SD Loyal? Yeah, I mean, I know things are tough, and it's obviously tough for us too because we can't do anything. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully we'll get out there soon, and we're just waiting, just like you guys. So we're all in the same boat, and let's do it together. Nice, Marissa, you're gonna. Oh, I was, I was saying uh, hashtag Spanish with Stoneman. There we go. That's a good <laughs> hashtag. There you go. There you go. You I made a banner for you. There we go. <laughs> um, awesome. Any uh, any last minute follow ups or Chris? No, I'm I'm good. Cool. Um, well, we we know we uh, want to thank you for taking the time and coming yeah, no on problem. and with us. Um, we'll definitely look forward to um, when you guys get back on the pitch, checking back in, yeah. uh, bringing you back on uh, maybe mid season. Awesome, or, man! That'd be awesome. Yeah, just check back in, see how things are going. Um, find out if you've ever if you found someone with bad musical taste. Um, but it's been great. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, no, um, I appreciate you guys. We're glad you're out here. We heard good stuff from uh, from Lansing, so mm -hmm. we definitely wanted to reach out and, and bring you yeah. on. And uh, we look forward to seeing you out there and um, talking with you again. Awesome, you guys. Stay safe. Thank you. All right, you too. Appreciate it. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on BGN.fm. Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday League squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.